Hey, I'm Kat, mom of three and founder of Ritual, the company setting a new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and thinking, what's in this stuff? All I found were vitamins high in heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and lacking in the very essential nutrients we need. I believe women deserve to know what they are putting in their bodies and why. So at four months pregnant, I quit my job to reinvent the prenatal vitamin. We scoured the world for the best quality ingredients, backed by clinical studies and third-party tested for heavy metals and microbes. And this year, we were awarded the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project, the supplement safety certification that tests for 200 harmful chemicals and toxins. With Ritual, you'll know where your ingredients come from and why we use them. Join our family of skeptics with 40% off your first month when you visit ritual.com slash podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Talk. I am your host and creator, Juanneka Tessie. And if that name sounds familiar, do not panic. I also host the productivity podcast called Living the Life Podcast, which you can access wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can also check it out at the YouTube channel with Waneka Tessie Creates at gmail.com, which I'll also leave on the show notes. Welcome back to another episode of this fitness podcast. Keep in mind, this podcast is not in any way here to diagnose or treat any type of health issues that you may have. I always am clear and transparent and I speak to my listeners and encourage them that if they do have health concerns, mental concerns, that they seek out a licensed professional person that can assist them so that they can get to where they need to go. But this podcast is created to give you an advice or kind of showcase what it's like to one, be a natural bodybuilder, what that was like for me based on my experiences and some people that I know. Um, Secondly, if you're going into fitness and you're not really sure some of the things that you might expect, this podcast is to assist in clearing up some of those questions. Third, if you're just curious and you're like, I need a fitness podcast where I can kind of hear some stories of people in that world so that I can gain some kind of compassion or understanding of what goes into the minds of those that naturally bodybuild or naturally do fitness long term. So welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be sharing this episode as well with all the episodes that I share. I'm always excited. This one I wanted to continue in the conversation of being persistent in your fitness journey or your natural bodybuilding journey. The best way to do that is um, pace yourself like I stated Do not get discouraged when you are not seeing the scale move in a certain way that you think it should. And um, just know that this is a lifelong change and experience. So you don't want to blitz it into a few months of getting into fitness and then you drop it like a hot potato for years and years and years and try to pick it up. It's just, it's, it's a hard process. So I absolutely encourage all my listeners to make it a lifestyle choice and change so that you don't kind of like scare yourself and think, oh, I have to get everything that she's saying in two months or one year. 
Um, usually people who are in fitness long-term tend to have either started early. So myself, I started when I was right after high school um, or they just have a coach and they do it professionally so they can do it long-term. Someone that's always like guiding them um, to make sure that they're not injured. So I recommend you just pace yourself, breathe, make sure that you are not overextending yourself so that you can enjoy this fitness life. Some people get into fitness and they absolutely hate it. They're always talking about the things that they dislike and how it's like affecting them mentally. And I'm like, oh, if it's doing that to you, that's not fitness. That's not what fitness is supposed to do. And I think people think fitness is to cure um, an emotional situation without really addressing it properly, or they think fitness is to lose weight and look great, right? Without remembering that fitness is really what human bodies are supposed to do. We're supposed to be active. We're supposed to be moving. Now, there's some medically or any type of disability people might have that could be different. That's a whole different conversation. But naturally, the human body is supposed to be having some type of movement um, throughout the day. And I think this whole term fitness makes it seem like it's a new concept and people do hardcore extreme fitness and it scares everyone who wants to get into it. I'm talking about, yes, if you want to go into natural bodybuilding, that's, there's a space for that. There's a conversation and I love having those conversations. But if you're just someone who's like, you know what, Wanaka, I just want to go to the gym. Like I see you post on Instagram and you seem like you're enjoying it. And I absolutely am enjoying it. It's my time to have a quiet moment. I listen to my favorite playlist. Sometimes I get the funniest things sent to me. Um, and then I may watch a comedy or a TikTok, just, you know, something to kind of like decompress from my regular day of peopling. And I, I'm in a field of um, career where I'm always around people and kids and uh, mentoring. So I love that aspect. So the gym for me is a way where I can turn all that off and just be in my mind and lift heavy stuff. And I love it. So if you're looking at those photos and you're like, well, how can I love it more? Um, I think the first thing you have to think of is fitness cannot be a punishment. Um, and it breaks my heart when I hear people say, oh, I over eight today, so I'm going to run 10 miles tomorrow and I'm not going to eat anything. And that breaks my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart because I know where they're getting that information from. And I know um, disordered eating and eating disorder is real and it messes with your mind. But it still breaks my heart because in my current life, when I overeat, um, I just say to myself, well, it is what it is. I mean, I spoke openly. I think uh, when I went to Italy, I started off really good because you walk a lot. In, uh, this was in March. But by the second week of staying there, I was just eating all the pizzas. Like every pizza place that I looked at, I went in and I ordered what I wanted. Um, and then when I came back to U.S., I I knew that would have me gain weight, have a different shape. 
And I know that that takes a few months to get that off you. I didn't punish myself. I didn't say, okay, I'm not going to eat for three months because I no, I understood that I'll, for me, my body is going to change throughout the year. And if it happens, the best course of action is remember that fitness has always been there. It's not a new concept that you use to punish yourself for eating poorly or eating more. It's always been there. So I always have my timetable of when I do my jogging or when I go to the gym. That is always a schedule, like going to work or waking up and doing my morning mindfulness practice. Those things always exist in my schedule. So the first thing I want to tell you is fitness is not a punishment. So don't view it as much as that. And if you keep viewing any type of fitness as a punishment for things you ate, it's you're going to hate the whole idea of working out and fitness. You're just going to hate it. It's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be dreadful. It's going to be painful. And you're going to quit probably at the most after a month. Some people can fake it for six months and then they kind of fall off and they don't come back to it for years. So first step, do not look at it as punishment for foods that you have eaten. Or if you're thinking your body should look a certain way, work out based on what your body can do. That is going to be a lifesaver for you, right? If you look at your body and you say to yourself, okay, this is what my body's capable of doing, then work, work with goals that are possible for your body. Don't look at someone who builds muscle differently or someone who has leaner frame and they're way taller and then use that as your example. Have an honest look at what your body looks like and what your body is and use that as a reflection of the type of exercises that you enjoy for your body. Um, I know some friends, all they like to do is take walks in the evenings, every once in a while, but they do not go to the gym. They, do, they don't enjoy that whole idea of lifting weights. They just take walks, and that is absolutely beautiful because they have recognized what works best for them, and they are sticking to it rather than trying to do something that is contrary to what their body enjoys or needs, right? So um, keep that in mind. Another thing I want to tell you is if you are also looking at ways to make fitness more fun, I recommend, and I hate it, it's a love and hate relationship with this, get a fitness tracker, like more of like your meal plan tracker, right? Uh, I I'm a big proponent in meal prepping and not meal prepping foods that look like chickens can't eat it because it's so little and so deprived of nutrients, not that. But we're talking about regular meal prep where you have a balanced carb, protein, veggie ratio, right? And you, you try your best to track it because not every tracker is going to identify your meal. Some people are more diligent about cooking meals that are simpler to fit into adding it into their um, meal tracker. But I'm Nigerian. There's some meals I'm going to make that I know the meal tracker is not going to identify all the caloric, caloric, am I saying that right? Calorie intake. Um, so 
I don't, I don't let that stop me from making meals that I enjoy still. I just try my best to add as much of what I think the meal tracker can place. And that has been really helpful. And the meal tracker might scare you because remember, it's like budgeting, right? You might think, why am I never having enough money at the end of the month? Then you sit down and then you do a budget and you see how ridiculously you're spending money that you shouldn't and then the honesty is almost scary and then you start to think if i had been more diligent with my savings how much more savings would i have in my account today now that i see where i'm flushing down the money is the same with meal trackers or fitness the fitness trackers that track your meal specifically once you start to itemize the things that you eat from breakfast to dinner your snack your water intake it can get scary because then you realize no wonder i'm not losing weight or losing fat because we're going to talk about the two differences so for example if you look at a content of a meal right packaging right it might say oh if you a cup of rice is 260 calories right um, but naturally, you're prone to eat two cups without even thinking. And you've been doing this for years and years and years. And now you are sitting down to make a fitness plan. And now you're tracking your meals. And you, the first time you try to put that into the meal tracker, you're going to have a mini heart attack because you're going to say to yourself, geez, no wonder. Or if I have people who, you know, bless their heart, Sometimes they'll say, oh, I can never lose weight, but I would see them always eating out, like not even eating out at healthy spots, chilies, getting three course meals there, and they're doing this three times a day. I knew that that was the prime reason, but they'll say, well, I'm always at the gym, and I'm like, mm, I don't think that's how it works, but can you imagine if they honestly tracked eating out three times a day? at restaurants that are higher in calorie and fats and oil, it would scare them because they'll find out they're intaking anywhere from 5,000. Some are actually doing 7,000 calories a day without even knowing it because some of those foods are calorie heavy and they do this at least three times a week or a little bit more. So just be very honest about what your intentions are but again i will never get on this podcast and tell you to deprive yourself of food you guys know me way better than that i'm not that girl i'm not gonna tell you to to drink chicken broth that is ridiculous and lame and whack but i am saying if you're going to be honest about the meals that you intake make sure that they're healthy balanced nutritious do not eat empty calories so if you see like i no longer buy processed foods right as much as i can i think i get granola and i try to get as healthy of that because i like it in my yogurt and oatmeal but i no longer buy processed snacks at all so i i stick more to like fruits for my snacks or yogurt with honey and the chia seeds all those things or bananas some kind of I, I prefer to make more natural desserts than anything processed. And there's a reason I'm saying that if you get a bag of potato chips, 
and you eat that, the whole bag or whatever you you've eaten what I call empty calories because it's high in calorie and fat and oil, but it doesn't have any nutritious value at all. So that's what I mean when I say empty calorie meals is you, there's plenty of them. It's high in calories, high in fats, high in sodium, but it's not actually going to feel full, fuel you to sustain some type of workout or start that process of eliminating the fat gain and the weight loss and things like that. So that's what I mean by being honest versus if you eat a plate of beans and chicken and salad and, you know, um, yogurt, things like that, that is perfect because I can see it has your protein, it has your veggies, it has um, your carbs that you need. And if you add your yogurt and whatever you put in your yogurt, you have your sugars, you have your, if you eat fruit, you have your natural sweets and things like that. But so that's, that's what I mean by choosing wisely in terms of what you want to intake for your calorie, calories counting and things like that. But if you sit down and you really assess that and you really have a honest conversation with yourself about what you're putting in your body you're going to one it's going to scare you the first few times you do it but after a while you get a sense of okay maybe i ate a lot more yesterday let me be more mindful the next day do you see how i never have a conversation of the next day don't eat anything at all let me keep emphasizing that if you overate and you just did the most on like one day right say maybe monday you had a bad day you're always you're almost on your period whatever the case is right and you found yourself overeating that day do not panic chill you're not gonna die and i know this is easier said than done because i go through it i just say okay you what are you doing differently the next day and i think that is what we're going to you know keep in mind whenever i have conversations with my listeners about fitness always focus on what can i do better and differently the next day this has been this week's conversation in this fit talk podcast i just i i love fitness i could talk about it all day really but i know there is an end to everything so check back next sunday for a brand new episode of fit talk make sure you subscribe hit like rate when wherever you listen to this podcast you can check me out on instagram when tessie creates um you have to do underscore and i'll put it on the show notes and the reason that emails have changed is because with doing two podcasts and having a personal email it was just really difficult to keep track of all the emails so i combined it so that all my podcasts could be in one umbrella of the central host and everything which meant i had to lose a lot of my content in youtube for past episodes but this is going to make it so much easier for you to find me and also so much easier for me to respond to responses or questions that i get asked and that is why there has been an email change so thank you so much for being patient and bearing with me as I made that adjustment and continue to give you quality and well-meaning and 
interesting conversation. So as always, thank you so much for coming to Fit Talk. And I will see you on the podcast next week. Football playoffs are here. The stakes are higher than ever. And there's no better way to turn playoff football's big game energy into 100 times your money than prize picks. Here's how it works. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their stat projections, and place your entry. It's that easy. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Get in the lab and cook up your winning entry. PrizePix even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live, even if one of your players leaves mid-game. Join the PrizePix community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100 when you download the PrizePix app and use code GET100. That's code GET100 on PrizePix for a first deposit match of up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.